one hit line drive. Wanna lose weight and keep eating? Denied on the Super History Channel, Brad Meltzer's Unencoded. Big Chief, Red Feather, Injun Joe, Medicine Man, and Moonwolf. Native American heroes who protected the tribes during the white man's conquering of the West. Each of them disappeared in the 1880s, vanished without a trace. History tells us they simply faded away, perhaps settling with their families in the anonymity of the reservations. But what if I were to tell you of a secret government plot to assassinate each of these legendary figures to clear the path for white settlers across the North American continent? Some say President Grant created a secret agency within the U.S. government for the sole purpose of putting these Native American heroes down. What if I were to tell you the secret division continues today with an even broader mandate to control superpowered individuals, both domestic and foreign? I'm Brad Meltzer, and this is Unencoded. Partisan, the Knight of Rainsboro. The city's greatest hero is dead. But evildoers continue eternal. Citizens fear they now live in a world without heroes. But heroes emerge from the shadow of a champion's fall to take up their rightful place as the Knights of Rainsboro. Paul is Hair Trigger. Tim is the Coyote. Wayne is the Rambling Ricochet. Andrew is the Necropath. We did last time. Paul. Well, we all fought um, with uh, Riptide. Riptide! Who was under, under the wrong impression about us, Knights of Rainsboro. Goddamn teacups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, basically, uh, you know, because they were after me, I uh, or after Hair Trigger, Hair Trigger uh, ported herself away from the fight to, to help end the fight. And uh, as a result, the fight ended. Riptide realized he w- was on the wrong side, so he joined up with the Knights of Rainsboro, who were there hunting down a lead as to the origin of the pink monster things. Big um, pink. Well, where they had gone. Yes. Yeah, where they had yeah. gone. Yes. Yeah, not so much of an origin as a destination. Yeah. Well, the, right. yeah. Because and, I- um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, at the big battle, there had been like, you know, four, five, six of them, and there were, you know, I, I want to say there were like a hundred, maybe more. Yeah, there were quite a few left. And, there were a uh, lot. At the end of our last gaming session, Coyote, Coyote. Has, has seen something unbeknownst to the rest of the group that has caught his eye and uh, shocked and horrored him. 
I, I think you, we you missed le- an important part. Yeah, you yeah. left out some stuff. Tim, do you remember what he left out? Well, yeah, Rip Riptide, Riptide? Um, was tracked. Riptide uh, <laughs> went underwater and tracked the sort the the energy source that was we assumed was being used to either house or create more of these guys. And he found that it looked like it went under the uh, the island. It went under Dogger Island. Oh right. So we, we tracked it back to its other source of where who you know who was utilizing its energy, and that's where we stopped. Ah, well, and, and and one other thing, John, what is the name of your elemental? Cousteau. We also learned that Cousteau is kind of a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's we a, all like him a little bit more because of that. <laughs> he's a bit pervy. <laughs> It's it's fair, yeah. It was so nice of you to draw me a bath. Thank you. <laughs> we, <laughs> we do things different under the sea. I, I, that's all I can say. Uh, oh, I should probably. Uh, that's called a wet it. willy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, does everyone agree that we have summarized where we are uh, appropriately? Feel Agreed. good about it. Okay. So uh, you guys are, you know, standing on the banks of the river. Uh, you know, the water's behind you. You've got, uh, you know, trees and woods and whatnot uh, up ahead. You can see lights off in the distance. Uh, what do you do? Oh, wait a minute. Before we get started, I almost forgot the important part. I got uh, three bennies here for Paul. I've got uh, three bennies here for uh, for John. Yay. I've got uh, three bennies here for Andrew. Ooh. I have got uh, three three bennies here for uh, for Tim, and I've got two bennies here for Wayne because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and so we start in our traditional way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> got to make sure he never gets old. Yeah, and you, you've you've got to make sure you've got your mojo. And real real quick, just to to clarify the timeline. We had fought with the uh, you know planetary defense league or mages, mages and his his boy world. Uh, this, that was in like early evening. That was like seven ish, right? That's correct. And and we're, this is the same evening. And, and about what time is it now? Oh, it's a it's after ten. It's late. after ten. Okay, yeah. all right. So you guys are there on the banks. You've got your bennies. What up, yo? You guys, why don't you guys stay here for a minute? Okay. Sure. I'm hey. gonna go scout ahead. You convinced me. Yeah, uh, and then I I, uh, I turn uh, coyote form. Okay. And I start sneaking through the woods, following the uh, electric cord. Okay. Um, so Riptide, are there mermaids under the sea? <laughs> I could tell you a lot about the mermaids. We'll, we'll get I, together after this, and I'll fill you in. Let's do that. Um, Tim, shortly. After you head into the woods, the cable has disappeared under the ground. Okay. What's farther ahead? Like, what what could reasonably be assumed to where this is heading? There's probably only, like, three cardinal directions where it could have went. There are homes, you know, up ahead. And, there, um, and then further on beyond that are some stores. And then beyond that are uh, office building, clinic, that kind of thing. So no major construction site, no major uh, industrial place that's very near here. They're not industrial, but the you know there was a lot of construction you know that's really kind of been finalized about uh, started about two years ago, uh, and it was down in the retail area. 
uh, would it be a uh, smart check to see if I remember what com- what uh, corporation that was? It was bid by a construction outfit there with the with the tribe. Mm-hmm. Run by an iron claw. Uh, that's absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I I assume I've been gone about five minutes. I'll head back. Y'all see the coyote uh, in coyote form bouncing out of the uh, out of the woods. No, I'll turn as he back. comes bounding, as he comes bounding in, I will just look at everyone and say, "That is really cool." Does he always do that? Oh my god, it's a coyote! Kill it, rabbit, <laughs> rabbit. No, usually, he, usually he rides a giant flying ghost horse thing and summons <laughs> lightning bees. I stand up. It's skills, is what it is. Um, <laughs> so I should let you guys in on what's going on. Uh, we are in tribal lands right now. The the cable goes on another quarter mile and goes underground. Um, it could go to any number of places. There's some residents near here that I think we can rule out because of the energy usage. But uh, yeah, that's what's going on. We're so, in my backyard. So who who where do you think it's going? If this is your if this is your hood, what are the likely suspects? Well, if I had to guess, there's a construction outfit that was being done. Um, not too far from here. And that's run by somebody that I think is a little on the shady side. So you think he might might be shady to the point of being wrapped up in super villain badness? That would be a heck of a stretch. I think he's kind of more of just a douchebag. But, I, yeah, I, to be honest, I couldn't imagine that he want to hurt people. But maybe he got in with the wrong crowd. I don't know. Anybody uh, got any, plan, any ideas? Well, the big pink seemed to have been built by a company with money going around and things being bought and all of that kind of stuff. Maybe your tribe person is doesn't even know what he's working with. Maybe. Well, so we've got one under the cable uh, is appears to go under Dogger. The other end goes underground here in tribal territory. Do any of you guys know anything about electronics? What what kind of thing would you need this big of a cable for? Uh, I, I could, have some knowledge in science and engineering. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aaron, uh, would I need to roll for that, or could I just, uh, or would I just know? Why don't you roll me your? Uh, what do you have? Engineering there? Yeah, I have a D10. Okay, so why don't you uh, roll me that? Let's give you a difficulty here of a seven. I got an eight. Very good. So um, what you observe is that this is a power cable. And with the shielding on it, it would indicate that it's it's transferring a tremendous amount of power. And um, is it currently transmitting that power? Um, you're not sure. Um, would you – is there something you would like to do? Um, Look it. <laughs> Lick it. Lick the socket. Um, I, I see no goldfish. She, she's looking at Riptide when you say that, by the way. <laughs> Is there something you'd like to do? <laughs> and uh, no gold-based technology. Uh, that is correct. But, you know, as you examine the cable, you know, you it's, it's – uh, it's not unstandard, you know. It is, you know, it's it, it is typical for something that's trans that, that is conveying tremendous power. But you note that, you know, as opposed to finding, you know, like you know, serial numbers or the the, the power company name or something like that, there is there are some odd patterns on the cable. Hmm. Like, 
like hieroglyphic type things, like language or yeah, almo- like, almost like language. You know, just they look they're similar? almost they're almost fanciful. Hmm. Do they look familiar to me because of what I've been translating off of the hard drive? No, they don't. Oh, okay. Do they look familiar to me? Uh, no, they don't. Hey, could I throw out an idea here for everybody? You may. Let's just cut the power cord. Whoa. Um, that's, Whoa. That's, Whoa. that's kind of not a bad idea. <laughs> Whoa. Um, my, my thought is that we've got to make it look like an accident. And we can scope out, and we can scope out to see who uh, who comes to fix it. And here I wasn't going to suggest that because I thought you'd all call me stupid. <laughs> but I was thinking that very thing. I wouldn't use the word stupid. Hey, but let, me, let me put forth a quick hypothesis. What if this power goes to Dogger and helps power whatever it is that keeps the supervillains depowered? Just saying, cutting it might be a bad idea. <sighs> no, I said I said you hadn't determined whether or not it was it was currently transmitting power. Is there a way that I could determine which way it's projecting power? Well, um, you could probably use one of your electronic gadgets to do that. I was going to suggest that. Uh huh. Um, it's something I have back at the lab that I could probably pour it over and grab. Sure. It's, it's called a voltmeter. Yeah, a, volt, <laughs> a gold-based technology <laughs> voltmeter. <laughs> and if I don't find one there, I'll hit Radio Shack and be right back. <laughs> so are you porting out, Paul? Yeah, I'm porting out. Okay. To grab so the, uh, y'all, see, y'all see Hair Trigger disappear. She doesn't say where. She's like, yeah, I've got a boof. Well, it looks like she's got an idea. So so who 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 stands to gain from a giant army of pink monsters? Hey, Aaron. Sir. Um, can I use my super sorcery to mimic speak language plus some plus the written word modifier? <laughs> sure. Okay. We will try that then. Was that the sound of it turning on? <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's your volt, that's your voltmeter turning on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, uh, I'll get, let me deal with that. Okay. So as as you're setting down to do that, hair trigger reappears, and hair trigger, you're you're a little concerned because you know. You're right back where you started from. Oh, she didn't actually show up at the lab? Yeah. You you disappeared. You were gone for several seconds. You reappeared a few feet away. Uh, but you've got you you it's it's like you just it's like you just teleported a few sec a, a few feet away. What the shit? What? I haven't been anywhere. <laughs> um, you disappeared. You were gone, gone for like five seconds. And Aaron, I mean, it, it, to her, it was instant. Correct. All right, I'm going to try it again. Okay, y'all see as she as she disappears, as opposed to her being an, an immediate out, she just kind of fades like like a dimmer switch. Is she supposed to do that? I don't think so. No, that's not normal. <laughs> Fucking mages. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think mages is uh, taking steps so she can't just teleport away next to them. And, that's a prick. And like someone just ad- readjusted the dimmer switch, she <clears throat> reappears, and this time she's about ten feet away. All right. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you hold still? I'm going to give her the uh, magician lazy eye. <laughs> see if I can see some kind of aura messing with her. Or put the whammy on her. Uh-huh. The Jimmy legs. You want me to make a spellcraft roll or something? No, I'm going to give this to you since you're not in combat. Uh, you notice that she's not carrying any hex or curse or anything like that. She is uh, magic free at the moment. I'm going to take a step away from the big power cable. Okay. Let's take a step back. Okay. I'm going to take I'm going to take my glove off. Oh yeah. I'm like I'm going to yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go over and touch the power cable. Okay. Um 
you you lay your hand on the power cable. You want to roll yeah. for me? Uh, I don't have my book. I have to remind me what postcognition I need to roll for it. Um, I, think it's, I, I think it's smarts. Yeah, it's smarts. And let's give you a difficulty of uh, eight, and it'll be the degree of what you pick up. And my, my power says postcognition three. I have no idea what the three refers to. I'm guessing about how far back I can see things. Correct. But I don't have my book handy. All right, so smarts. My wicked smarts. Yes, smarts. All right, here we go. Uh, well, I have a seven. You Would said you, a difficulty of eight? Correct. Would you like to spend a Benny? Yeah, I got three. What the heck? Yeah, really. And it's early. I mean, you can't possibly right. use these all tonight, right? We're not going to fight mages again or anything <laughs> crazy like that. That would be nuts. So there's my one. Let's uh-huh. see if I can get this done. Right, well, that's a six. So on a D6, so that'll explode. It's going to explode. Not a one. Not a one. Not a one. One! Nope. Ten total. Four plus six. You, you touch the cable, and you can feel yourself kind of being drawn into the past a little bit. Um, you see large hands, giant hands, pink hands, dozens of them moving the cable. You can see it being unfurled from a truck, and you can see uh, many men, uh, you know, guiding and and you know, directing essentially the, the the large pink guys as they carry it into the water, and then you're back. Ooh couple questions about what i saw yeah uh the men looked like regular men what does that mean dis- what does that mean regular men uh not <laughs> monsters or super villains <laughs> or super no one in costumes they were in like no, regular yeah. dude clothes. <laughs> they were they were civilians <laughs> sorry okay. I, 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 I was you were we think i was going native american there i did I, <laughs> hey hey a 16th of me is pissed off at you right now um <laughs> sorry that's all right uh regular guys not not indians you know regular guys i was going with like i was going with like guys dressed like contractors versus yeah yeah you know paramilitary types these guys were all wearing flannel blue jeans hard hats that kind of thing do they have any distinguishing badges emblems uh you know name tags you saw the truck said iron claw contracting and well, shit. most of the uh, the humans that you saw were of Native American descent. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna gather everyone around. Guys, uh, guys, come here, come here, gather up. Guys, come here. <laughs> huddle up. Huddle I just up. <laughs> I just figured something out. All right. <laughs> so you you were right, uh, Coyote. Uh, Iron Claw Industries uh, was involved in this. There was a n- number of men wearing their their outfit, their badges, contractor looking types, who are here directing big pink monsters on where to lay this cable and into the water. How do you know that? I have vision sometimes. Huh. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I know. Talk to the guy who turns into the coyote. It sounds a little far-fetched. But... Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. i got to yeah, Sure. But uh, sometimes when I touch things, I can I can see where they've been and what's happened to them. And, and Aaron, do I, have a, do I have a sense of how long ago this happened? Um, fairly recently. Like, yeah. Very recently. Fairly yeah. recently, so, yeah. Since the Billy Joel concert. Or perhaps shortly before the Billy Joel concert. Or shortly before the Billy Joel concert. Yeah. Okay, but as he explains this to us, that means it could not necessarily be powering Dogger Island because that's been around for much longer, correct? Correct. Right. But they were running it towards Dogger. So, but yeah, it can't be for anything good. So yeah, I'm on board with the, uh, I'm now on board with the plan of uh, accidentally cutting it and then hiding and waiting to see who shows up. Um, 
this is a really thick cable, right, Aaron? Correct. Yeah, it's it's gigantic. It's you know, and it's on the ground. It's not it's not hanging. No, no, it's so you know, like, it's one of those like you know the the circumference of of uh you know a large gosh uh, uh, barrel. I mean, it's there there it's a it's one of those great big chunky cables. So like even if we got the biggest tree in in this in this woods here to fall on it, it wouldn't snap that thing. Yeah, but you got a big strong guy, big strong strapping guy like Ricochet there. Hmm, I wonder what happened to the power cable. I don't know. It looks like somebody ripped it out of the F ground. Oh, that must be natural. <laughs> Can't you make like a ghost something that won't get electrocuted to cut it? Hey, hey, that sounds like loser talk to me. Loser talk. <laughs> hey, guys, um, I'm kind of new, and I was just wondering, do you guys like like vote on plans like cutting a gigantic power cable or does, do we just kind of say let's cut it and that's what we do well we have what, a, we have, do uh, i have a vote yet our process is no. very organic and no you don't no, no. great the okay. hazing ritual is not yet complete lick the yeah. cable water boy there's a rule there's there's a 48 hour cool down period from the last time you struck a team member it's it's just a standard it's in our it's our it's in our covenants 48 hour cool down yeah okay it, we you usually it, don't have, have this much somebody... time to think about what we're going to do. Normally, someone's trying to kill us by now. It's true. Well, oh, keep your fingers crossed. Keep hope alive. <laughs> um, okay, anybody got an idea other than Ricochet frisking himself on this thing? I'm thinking I could shoot it. Shooting it will probably work. I I have a theory. <laughs> I'm just saying it'll work. <laughs> it um, won't look like an accident. I'm out here. Riptide? Riptide crosses his arms and he's slowly stepping backwards a few steps. <laughs> um, I, this I, writing on this cable, Aaron? Yes. Does it look like it's arcane writing? It it looks very much like the ancient uh, writing that your people did. I mean, like, you know, almost in prehistoric times. Are you effing kidding me? I am not effing kidding you. All right. Uh, okay. Hey, I, I kind of <laughs> have an idea. I said this is sort of... This is Native American writing. Huh. That's well, a that's a horse, and uh, <laughs> yeah, something something tribe. I wasn't real good in school with this shit. Um, can I can I make a suggestion? Uh, surely, Hair Trigger somewhere has some sort of gizmo that would allow her to track the path of this giant energy carrying cable, even though it's underground. We can figure out where it goes on this side of the of the river. And uh, then, you know, case the place and bust in and figure out what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, if we want to wait an hour for me to drive back to the laboratory and drive back. Since well, you've got any number I, of gadgets on you. I have a thought. Oh, do I? Yeah. Yeah. You got maybe, your utility belt. Maybe your powers are being negated by this. I, I can't think. it's. It must be some kind of spell. I, because you teleported farther the farther you are away. You know, if... Uh, if this power truly has something to do with Dogger Island, perhaps the proximity to the cable has something to do with me being depowered. But it didn't seem to affect anybody else. Hey, Rick, see how high you can jump. I, uh, I was like, but he was able to touch it and get visions. But okay, I'm going to try jumping. You jump just try as jumping. You... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Back and f- I'm going to try jumping back and forth on either side of, the, uh, of it. You jump just as you normally would. No, uh-huh. I'm all good. So it just hates you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's why I want to shoot this cable. <laughs> why, why, here's an idea. Why don't we walk like 20 feet away uh, or maybe 50 feet away and then you try to teleport again? All right. I do. Here, I'll, 
I'll walk with you. Make sure nothing bad happens. <laughs> In 50 feet to a superhero. Okay. I can't teleport. I can carry you for a couple of jumps if you don't mind being dragged. Oh, no, I got I got this. Okay. <laughs> I'll walk 50 feet. <laughs> you sure? I can get you further. I, I can get you up high away from it, too. I'm good. I'm good. Let's give this so, a shot. So tell me which direction you're going. Um, let's go back towards the uh, carnival area. So you're you're walking uh, along the the riverbank, but away from the cable. Correct. Okay. So uh, tell me tell me how far you go before you uh, a try uh, jumping again. I don't know, uh, 50, 60 feet. Okay. So you're about 50 feet out, and you know, again, you've got kind of the dimmer switch uh, kind of thing going on, and she's gone. Now, does this feel any different to me? No, it feels like it feels exactly the way it normally would to you, but everybody else's perception of you is different. So, you know, while you feel like you're blinking out in in the flash of an eye, everybody else is like, wow, that took, you know, several seconds. But she she disappears. I'll stand there and wait and see what happens. See if she comes back. Several minutes go by and she dials back in. Like she appears in front of me again. Uh Uh-huh. And did she? But a few feet off. She's a few feet off to your right. I'll ask her if she actually went anywhere. Nope. Nope. Uh, maybe we should stop doing that. It seems to be yeah, getting you worse. Need to not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. Where's your, where, where's your Prius? <laughs> well, I, I have a, a good number of tools on me. Maybe we can give those a shot before I hop back in the car and have to drive off. Aaron, I'm talking up Rick while they're 50 feet away. Okay. Um, it, it's okay. You can say you can't do it. I mean, nobody will think any less of you. <laughs> I don't want to get electrocuted again. No, you don't have to explain to me. I get it. I, I don't. I don't like to get electrocuted. Nobody's going to call you a puss. You can make ghost things. You wouldn't have to be electrocuted. I would be. It's okay to say you're afraid. <laughs> How big is this cable, Aaron? <laughs> it's pretty wide. It's like it's wow. like four feet or four feet in circumference or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to stop up to the cable. Uh-huh. I'm backing up. Backing up. I, I back up too. I'm going to reach down and grab the cable and give it a sharp yank and just see uh, see if I can pull something loose. Tell me which direction you're pulling. Are you pulling like from you know into the I'm, woods or are you pulling from the water? I'm pulling like uh, like my back is to the water. Okay. And I'm pulling it towards the water. Okay, so you, you give it a good yank and you pull it somewhat out of the ground. But you still got cable in your arms. It moved. It was a good job, good effort. <laughs> he's uh, he's growling and then going again. With with your with, a, with your legs, not your back. <laughs> oh my back, oh god. And a nine again. As a, same kind of thing as you coyote pull. and reptile. I'm going to grab a really big rock uh-huh. that looks like it has a hopefully a sharp corner. Uh-huh. I'm going to pick it up above my head and throw it down really hard against the uh, the cable. Okay. I'm not going to be touching the rock when it touches it. Uh-huh. So I am throwing, but it's still doing something really stupid. You mean you're not you're not taking it, you know, on in each hand and dr- pounding it down. You're going to, you know, sl- you're going to throw it down into the cable. Right. I'm going to basically I'm going to uh, to jump up to try to get a little more uh-huh. you know little more uh, push to it as I push it down. Okay. I'm not going to be touching it while it hits the cable. Okay, Aaron? Sir, Aaron, I'm trying to get a nice I, sharp point against it. I, I, I lean over to Riptide and whisper to him, and this is how we solve problems. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Yeah, and, and, and Riptide's going to look at Coyote and say, Coyote, you, you take the whole trickster thing pretty seriously, don't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting that. You strike, pow, you hit, you hit the cable. A tremendous globe-like spark of energy erupts from the side of the cable, and it blows you back. You are knocked back 17 feet. You go flying back into the water and just crash into the water. You don't take any damage, but you just go flying back into the water. The rest of you guys are all knocked away from... Y'all are all knocked back about 12 feet, you know, and just... <laughs> Why are y'all all laughing? That's so funny. <laughs> we're, we're... I love this group. <laughs> um, so you guys all get knocked back in different directions. There is pressure in the air. Um, something has fundamentally changed. Um, you, bright light is just sparking and flaring into the air from the cable. Um, the cable is still connected, but there is a large fissure across the cable. You can hear screams um, from deeper into the reservation. And if you look back out across the water, you see that Dogger Island is sparking and glowing, much like the cable is. And if you Holy look, and if you look oh, oh. back out across the reservation, across the top of the trees, you see this giant column of energy shooting up into the sky and piling into the clouds. And clouds are just boiling across the sky. So, Aaron, I'm going to stumble out of the water. You know, basically drenched. I'm gonna look directly at uh, at Coyote. Uh-huh. That's your fault, not mine. Aaron, Just saying. I, I, I'm gonna uh, look at Ricochet and be like, "What did you do? <laughs> Whose idea I was told this? me to?" <laughs> Aaron, I don't even engage them. I get up and I try to do uh, weather control. Uh huh. Because that energy cannot stay in those clouds. Okay. So we we need to start lightning striking places to. That's what my plan is. I uh, I look over at uh, is I look over at Hair Trigger. You're the smart one. What did I do? Well, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you, Tim is conjuring, trying to do something with the clouds, and Tim, you feel like the the everything's working against you. Um, you know, the, the, the elements generally work with you and you, you, you know, we've seen, you know, through, through, uh, previous encounters that you've got a pretty good relationship with the elements and you feel them actively working against you almost as if they have a will of their own. As you guys are looking around, I mean, cause I mean, it's like shit's coming apart. You know, the ground is trembling a little bit, um, almost like, you know, uh, like an earthquake, but, you know, low tremors. Uh, the waves of, of the river are bouncing back and forth and stuff is looking, is, is looking worse at Dogger and stuff is looking worse with the energy uh, piling into the sky. And again, you've just got this tremendous pressure that feel, feels like it's building in the air. Hey, Aaron, you said you, we heard screams back from within the reservation, right? Yeah. Guys, I think we need to find out what's going on with those screams, because maybe they'll know what this thing's doing. Quick quick question before we run off. So so there's this outer casing to this cable that's now cracked, right? Yes. There's a okay. fissure in the cable. Right. And, and was it a rubber casing, metal casing? Uh, rubber. Rubber. And and what do we and from the inside? Always sees light. Do we see any like uh, lines? Is there any copper? You know, does it look like anything? Or is it just like light pouring out? That's all we can see. 
it's it's too bright to see in, inside of it, but yeah, you're all you're seeing is light and sparks and energy and it's all various colors and whatnot. Okay, let's run to the reservation and see what the hell's going on. Wait, 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 wait. Should some of us stay behind here just in case someone comes to fix the cable? Yeah, but let's not leave the uh, gimpy telepath. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me let me guess. Let me let me guess. The new guy has to stay behind and guard the cable, right? I was thinking Ricochet since he broke it. Yeah, I'm, I'm aboard <laughs> that. Well, maybe you the recommendation me. should be for Ricochet to fix it by pushing it together. <laughs> <laughs> fix it, fix it. But I don't want him to die. Uh, yeah. I'll stay behind yeah, with Ricochet or whoever. Okay, I'm running towards uh, the. I'm running towards the uh, reservation. Tim, are you staying put? Yeah, uh, I'll yeah. Put, I'm still. I'm just casting. I'm not even paying attention to them right now. So um, head for the reservation. So those who are staying with the cable are Hair Trigger, Hair Trigger, Tim, and anyone else. Coyote. Okay. I say I'm staying with it at first, but as if the screams get any worse, he's getting really jittery, and he I keep making comments like, you know, we've. This isn't right. We shouldn't be here while there are people screaming. And if the screams get worse, he probably will jump off following uh, following Doc. Okay. Okay. So Riptide and uh, Necropath are running uh, down down towards the reservation. So you guys are, are hauling ass through the trees. You uh, you break through the other end, and you know there's there's a uh, you know retail shopping area on the far side of the retail shopping area is the casino, um, and you see people are all just streaming out uh, of the downtown of the, the the retail area. You know it's it's two sided street. It's got you know. Uh, that uh, you know, there's no parking on the street. You know, it's it's a big you know walking boulevard kind of thing, and people are just running out of buildings and 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 whatnot. Places really crowded with people, and you see all the light streaming out of uh, one of these uh, two-story retail centers that looks like it's vacant, but light is just you know filling the windows and has blown the top off of it and streaming up into the sky. I'm um, running towards it. As you're running towards it, you see a fella dressed as uh, a you know an Indian chief uh, is running you know out I guess from the casino um, you know probably dressed up as you know you know some kind of character in the casino and he's running but you notice he's not running away instead he's running directly towards you and he's he's shouting at you. Aah! And you see him growing as he runs towards you, and he's gigantic. He's like 20 feet tall all of a sudden, running towards you with long, long strides. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at him and be like, come on, we can help save people. And you see another fellow uh, you know, flying in out of the sky, and he's got you know, giant red wings you know, off his back. Uh, and, you know, he, he also is uh, Native American, long uh, black hair uh, flowing in the wind. And he's, you know, diving down towards the street, dealing initiative here. I got an ace for him and a three for him. And let's go ahead and give, uh, let's see, there's Slam Drew and John. Okay, so Ace High, the uh, big giant guy. I'm confused why they're not going to save innocence. That is a good question. One which perhaps will be answered before you die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, based, based on past history, I, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean I'm referring to having my 
questions answered, not uh, not the dying part. That I expect to happen. I <laughs> I just don't expect to have my questions answered. I understand. I understand. You try to talk to people and they just want to punch you in the face. That's all they want to do. Okay, so it's now. odd. I'm gonna need this, and I'm gonna need that, and okay. So here we go with the crushing. On, on me. Well, we got to find out who he's going to go for first. Oh, so. okay. So you know he's new got guy. he's got fishy guy and guy yeah. with funny pointy face. I like to point to new guy and old guy. <laughs> so uh, he's going after new guy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I hate being a proby. Okay, where is the twelve cider? <laughs> I've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't be right if somebody didn't one-punch me in the first fight. Okay. So I have a toughness of six. Okay. So, so he rolled. It was a nine, so you're you're shaking. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. Shake your booty. <laughs> Ow. Okay, so you're shaking, and we'll, you want to just deal with that on your turn? Is that correct? Okay, sounds good. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to put that over here. There you are. Okay, so that's you. All right, so uh, next up is our good friend, Andrew. So big giant guy ran out and uh-huh. stomped on. Who is dressed like a, like a traditional Indian chief. Sure. Yeah, uh, big, almost like an Apache fe- chief, perhaps. Yeah, exactly, like a big feathered headdress, you know, the, the, the leather moccasins, you know, the whole bit. That's just super. And he had friends, too. <laughs> he has a friend, at least. Uh, at the moment so he came out and stomped on new guy what is feather guy does he look like he's also coming over stomp on us to yeah. gauge his intent? well you know he is in the air and he's got a bow and arrow and uh seems to be looking for a target and while this is going on there's a building erupting with light all right? kinds of sparkies and yeah and does anyone appear to be hurt around this building uh, there are people who have fallen down, uh, who, who appear <laughs> – people who have fallen yeah. down, been been run over because, like I said, you know, people are just streaming out of here. Okay. I'm going to keep running towards the building, but as I do it, I'm going to throw a uh, mental blast at giant uh, Apache-looking chief guy. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, that's my smarts. Your smarts. Smarts. Well, with a D6. Well, that's an eight on my eight cider. Ooh, that's a seven, so that'd be a total of fifteen. Okay, that's hit without a raise. Without a raise, correct. So that's three d six. Uh huh. So that's a one and a five and a three, so that'd be a total of nine. He takes no damage. If he has any armor, it would go through. I do have armor piercing too, if that matters. Right, right. That does nothing. Yeah, it's less than his toughness, so. Okay, yeah, no, so, he's good. Then. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was Andrew. Yeah. Oh, I want to take a free action and activate my reflexive telekinesis. Look at you. Gonna, Look at I you. Think an, I think there's <laughs> going to be an arrow flying my way momentarily. I, I think there's going to be some shit. I think that's what, what you're saying. How close do I get to the building by the end of my turn? Uh, you will be at the uh, sidewalk. So okay. you'll be right there at the edge by the end of your turn. So, John. Yes. It's your turn in initiative. However, you happen to be shaken at this moment. I am, so I will be making a spirit roll, correct? Look at you. To try Look at to you. Unshaken. Yeah, roll that spirit. Okay, here I go. That will be a D10 for Riptide. Riptide? Let's see what I can get. I have a six on the wild die. Very good. Roll again. We will make that, make that an eight. You are unshaken. So that man. may be a raise. 
That means that I could also act in the same turn that I become unshaken. Do I have a uh, available source of water somewhere close by the river, a water line, something like that? Fire hydrant. Fire hydrant works. Uh-huh. So I'm going to open up a can of Aquian Whip-Ass on Giant Indian Man here. And I'm going to uh, blast that is, him. That is Giant Native American Man. Giant Native American, excuse me. I didn't mean to be insensitive. Uh-huh, yeah. And I will, I will blast him with a water ram. Okay. So here we go. Let's see if I can do this. Oh, we're looking at a uh, – let's see. Does that go off – not go off shooting. I would think I so. Wonder, or is that? I would, I would take that okay. off shooting. All right. Okay. Well, I got a D10 shooting, uh-huh. and I busted a ten. Oh my god! So let's roll that again, and a seven. So a seventeen to hit is okay. what we're looking at. It's a hit with a raise. Okay. So it normally does two D6, so I get to roll an additional D6 for the damage. I got a six, a two, and another two. That's a ten, and rerolling the six. I get a four, so 14 damage. Ooh, he is shaken. Kaboom! Okay, so next up is Red Feather Guy. He also is aiming at New Guy. And I have a name. It's Riptide. <laughs> yeah, but nobody knows your name or really cares about your name. <laughs> Dang it! Hair <laughs> trigger might care. <laughs> I'm working on it. Her and those doe eyes. D12 plus four. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's uh, a ten on his two hit. And your parry is? Is a six. Okay, so that's a hit, but it's not a raise. Or is it a raise? It is a raise, isn't it? With a ten, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So that's a hit with a raise. And, um, do, 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 and damage, damage is, uh, uh, 46, three, and four. Well, you lucked out there. Uh, six, ten points of damage. Good. And what's your toughness? Ah, well, my toughness is a six, so that, that's yeah. a raise on the damage there. Yeah, so, uh, that's a shaken with a wound. Okay. Well, I would like to spend a Benny for a soak roll. Okay. So now you're unshaken, but you do have a wound. And I can I can roll vigor to uh, yeah I do you're right do I, I think I have to roll a vigor roll don't I to be un- yeah. unshaken or does that just, you automatically yeah you automatically unshake as I recall but you can make a vigor roll to get rid of the correct uh, wound. correct okay I will attempt that then I get a d8 vigor okay. Okay, and my wild die. Let's see what I can do here. I got a six on the D eight, a total of nine on the vigor roll. That is success. Well, it's a yeah, it's a success. So you are unshaken. Okay, awesome. I'm not wounded, and I am down a Benny. Yes, you are. All right, so let's uh, deal some cads. So we got uh, John, we got uh, Big Chief, we've got Red Feather, and Andrew. So, uh, Andrew, you are card high with King. I, uh, I, I'm on the sidewalk in front of this glowing building. Do I, do I feel anything? Is there any heat? Or it, do I, is there any force coming out of this? The pressure is, is it just light. The pressure is becoming uh, worse. In fact, you know, approaching the building has been very hard. Um, you feel like you're being pressed away from the building. 
Um, your all the hair on your arms is sticking up. Um, it, it, moving through the air is like moving through, you know, uh, uh, you know, something very thick. I mean, it is just you're, you've got lots of resistance. It's like moving against the tide. I, I, I kind of want to go towards the light. <laughs> so besides the fact that there's resistance to it, there's no actual damage. It's not hurting me away. It's just it's just trying. It feels like there's force trying to push me away from it. Correct. Huh? You, you're gonna go in? I don't know. I, it could kill me, so I'm a little hesitant. But I kind of feel like I should go towards the light. Okay. You know, if Coyote was here, he would call you a wuss if you don't go. No, no, he just does that with you. Um. Uh. Yeah, I'm gonna try to go towards the light. Okay. You th- you pull the door open, which isn't hard because the door wants to be open. Right. And uh, opens you, out. Right. And you pull the door open and you go in and we'll come back to you. OK. Big Chief spins a Benny Dan shake and uh, it's his go. Do, do, do. And it makes it so much easier when your when your friend has fled the field because uh, now they can just yeah there's there's really no choice they're just gonna womp on you and I'm sure yeah. the yelling will still happen and I'll show up at some point after you're dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well at least you won't be the cause of it like you almost were the last time okay so uh, a five and your parry is greater than that I believe it's six okay Yay. so he misses you. And then Red Feather. This asshat's name is Red Feather. Really? Uh huh. Yeah. Is that a problem? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> You've got Big Chief and Red Feather. That's my character's <laughs> last name, Aaron. Oh, is it? <laughs> it sure <laughs> is. I'm sure that's just coincidence. It's complete and he's not really coincidence. Re- I'm that sure it's not. Bite me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's, a, that's complete coincidence. I, I wouldn't read anything into that. <laughs> really, Tim? What's what's the worst that could happen? Oh wait, hold on. Okay, so I rolled an eleven on the shoesting. Yeah, and then that's a that's a raise, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so that's gonna be five die six then. Just just so oh. that you feel special. Great. I feel so special. Oh shit! Two of them explode. Really? Yeah. So twelve plus so twelve, sixteen. 17, 18, 23 points of damage. <laughs> How's that go, John? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got a six toughness. Uh-huh, so, yeah. yeah, we're looking at 17 points through. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Necropath, for leaving me on my own. <laughs> I don't know why you stopped running towards the light. <laughs> why did you stop to engage these fools? You could have been in the building with me. Well, he's going towards well, a light. <laughs> consider, considering Big Chief stomped on me in the first round, it's a little hard to run with a giant Native American moccasin on your face. <laughs> you are shaking. You could have done it. So, are are you are you down? Are you out? Uh, well, I you suppose could soak. I am. I will tr- I will attempt to soak roll and see how. Wh- what would that be? That'd be like four wounds shaken and four wounds. Let's see, you said uh, uh, I can only take three, so yeah. So like you know, the, the, none of this is killing combat. So the worst that you're going to have is that right, you're right. So I am going to go ahead uh, do and. Do you have a wound already? No, he soaked it. No, so I soaked it, to, and I he would need to get to twenty four to beat you then, because six, twelve, well, eighteen, and he did twenty three. So that's a hit. That's a shaken and two wounds. 
Right. So it, it's just like when Wayne hit you. <laughs> so, but if you just imagine it, teacups. Yeah. If you soak it with a raise, you're going to be uninjured. Yeah. I'm going to get an endorsement from the teacup company one of these days. <laughs> um, I will spend a penny and go for the soak roll. Okay. So here I go. D8 Vigor plus the wild die, and I'm looking at a seven. So I can soak one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm shaken and wounded. Okay. Oh, I know the right. shake goes away when you spend the Benny. Right. Ah, you, so okay. You got, you, got, you, you got one wound. So you're just wound. Okay. I'm yeah. just wound. I'm wound tight. Okay. So I'm going to cut away for a moment. Uh, back to Thank our you. friends at the cable. And, uh, you know, uh, Wayne, you you hear, you know, the screaming from the town seems to be receding. And then you hear one shriek in particular that sounds an awful lot like fish guy. <laughs> I jump. You're heading to town? Yeah. Okay. So, I don't even stop to say anything. I'm going full speed. So Wiener goes bouncing to town. Meanwhile, Hair Trigger, you're there, you know, watching the, the cable. And uh, uh, you are, you, you've got one of your, your uh, handhelds out and you're trying to work with it. But you notice that the handheld, the screen keeps blanking. You know, it's almost like there's a magnet running across it or something. The, you know, you, you can't maintain a stable connection with, with your uh, handheld device. And looking over at uh, Coyote, you know, you see that he is—he continues to make conjuring motions at the clouds above. And you know, just to refresh your memory, you've got all that energy, you know, uh, columning up into the sky and making those clouds churn. And you can just see that the, the, the clouds are just boiling. And uh, you notice that sweat is just pouring off of uh, Coyote as he continues to conjure. And uh, uh, you notice that he's got these deep black lines that are beginning to uh, uh, run down his arms and face and neck. Hmm. Uh, can he hear me if I ask him if he's you know if he's okay or? Um, I don't know. Are you asking if he's okay? <laughs> yeah, I'll yell up to him. <laughs> I will yell up to him if he can hear me to say, "Hey, are you okay? You're, what you're doing isn't helping. You should stop." So, uh, Coyote, you are dimly aware of someone shouting at you. What have I, Aaron? Do I feel like I'm making progress? You feel like you're holding something in check. You feel like, you know, you're you're holding back something terrible. But you, it's kind of like having your thumb in the dike. You, you're not sure how long you're going to be able to do it. Is there anything around that we that I could use to cover the hole? I mean, we're on <laughs> we're along the riverbank. Is there? Sand in it. That's the scientist thing to do. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> sand on it. <laughs> That's the big one, boys. Get the sand. <laughs> well, Paul. Uh, yes, sir. Um, would you like to That's make funny. a? Would you like to make a roll? Sure. <laughs> what am I rolling here? Roll your smarts. I'm not feeling very smart right now. <laughs> you need an eight. Um, I got a five. Uh, I'll spend the Benny. Actually, Paul, before you do that, Aaron, I'm going to use Common Bond and give Paul one of my Bennies. Oh, okay. So right. I'll go down to two, and he can have he can have mine for reroll. That just seems awfully generous. You know, he's going to want something for that, Paul. Well, when I explode <laughs> in a shower of tarts, it's not going to matter how many <laughs> I have. So I might as well help somebody. All right, I got a uh, my D10 exploded. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, 19. It occurs to you that uh, possibly, you know, what you need is something that can contain, uh, you know, high energies. 
And there's something close by, very close by, that does that every day for you. My costume. Correct. I saw that coming. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So you could just wedge yourself right in there and you should be okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's the worst that could happen? Exactly. Aaron, I'm aware that people are still here. Maybe not who, right. but my, some of my friends are probably still here. Uh-huh. I, 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 through gritted teeth, I just say run away. And I keep going. Well, Aaron, I'm taking off my costume and wrapping it around the cable. <laughs> oh, damn oh. it. <laughs> what, what, I picked the wrong one. None of us are there to see it. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that none of your smartphones would work to take pictures. <laughs> Aaron, I want a spirit yeah. roll to be able to capture that image. <laughs> it's a mental snapshot. Uh huh. Yeah. He has he has a moment of clarity, and everything just snaps into focus while he's working on this. <laughs> so like, you're I, naked so you're taking off your mounts the cave. That's right. So tell me what you're doing, Paul, and tell me slow. all right well i I know the costume can contain the energy because like you said that's what it does for me um now i uh so i'm unzipping my costume and i'm taking it off and i'm walking towards the the cable to wrap my costume around the cable okay so you you're you're taking off you know you're you've stripped out of your costume down to your under things describe your under things for us paul <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we're waiting, Paul. <laughs> hey, Paul. Uh, describe yes. describe hair triggers under things, not your under. Things, <laughs> please. Okay. Neither of the wearable. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's got to. They're I, they're more athletic than Silky. Uh-huh. About that. Okay. I, I still picture I still picture a coyote in his brain. Like, yeah, well, I've died and gone to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is it. Will to live restored. <laughs> so uh, can I have my Benny back now? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you you quickly strip out of your uh, out of, of your garments, and you of course you know, Coyote is thinking, hey, not that kind of comic book, but uh, you 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 you've got them balled up, and you're gonna shove them into the cable. I was thinking more wrap them around. Okay. The okay. So you begin wrapping. Um, that, that, that. Roll me an agility roll, Paul. All right. That is also a d10. Because you're going to have to fight the cable. I got an eight. Work. You've successfully wrapped it around, and you're, you're, you're tying it in a big knot around it. Um, you're still getting some uh, leakage around the side. But uh, not nearly as, as powerful as it was before. However, you're still seeing, you know, the simil- the, the the same dramatic light show out towards Dogger Island, and you're still seeing the column uh, flaming up. But you don't feel the tremendous pressure uh, in the air right here as you had so, before. Aaron, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, you know, given that the costume kind of maintains my power level, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I can I can do it without the costume when I'm calm, but given the situation, I'm not. Uh-huh. Um, what's happening to me? Because, I mean, I know I'm kind of depowered a little bit now anyway. Yeah. Well, you're, you're fading in and out from tangibility to intangibility. Ooh, like, like Michael J. Fox. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Just like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> and uh, 
you, you're you're having a hard time holding on, and you do feel a pull. I mean, while there's not this pressure in the air anymore, you feel a distant pull, like you're being drawn uh, towards the reservation. Like if you weren't if you weren't focusing to stay here with Coyote, you feel like you would probably just float away. Gotcha. Meanwhile, Coyote is still focused up in the sky and, you know, uh, still doing his thing. Um, you see a figure move out of the woods and he is a uh, he's a, a large fellow, probably six and a half feet tall, burly, monstrous, you know, kind of uh, kind of size. And uh, you see as he steps into the moonlight, his uh, uh, features are most decidedly Native American, long black hair, uh, you know, uh, ruddy complexion. And he's wearing a, a, a flannel shirt, untucked, uh, blue jeans, hiking boots, and he's got a big-ass-looking club in his hand. And he's, he's, walk, he, he's stepped forward out of the trees and onto the riverbank with you, and he says, step away from the cable. Um, so do I need both hands to, uh, to hold this? Uh... You've got it tied in place. Okay, but I mean, I, my, my six shooters within grabbing distance? Oh, uh, sure. You'll need to pick them up off the ground, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that I had to take them off to to take the costume Correct. off. But I just, I'm not I want y'all to picture how hot this is. Her in her underwear with her uh, six shooters. Yeah. I, I'm having a hard time picturing it. Can we Done. get Jake to uh, draw it for us? <laughs> Can we get a commission of this? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I see this as a nice cover, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I so I, I you know I grab my shoot, six shooters and I'm pointing them at him. You know who are you? Just call me Joe. That's not going to work for me. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> he starts walking directly towards you. I fire a shot into the air. Stay back. Okay. Uh, do you have an intimidation? Um, e ten, I think. Yeah. Nice try. <laughs> yeah, nice try. But I don't think I do actually. Okay. So why don't you try and roll that unskilled? So okay, what if, uh, you're going to roll D6, and it's going to be minus 4. So really what you need for this to do is explode. Uh, do I, oh, I'm sorry, I have it's a, 4 minus 2, isn't it? Isn't that how it goes? And then you get your wild die. That's what it is. D4, yes. wild die. Yes. It's a minus 2. All right, my 6-sider exploded. Oh, look at you. Uh, hold on, it landed on the headphone cord, so... <laughs> um, it exploded again. See how much better you do when you have actual dice, Paul? I know. Explode again. See how uh, much better you do when, when hair triggers naked. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. 23. <clears throat> he stops. Jesus. He stops and actually steps back. Okay. Well, I, I guess it's 23 minus 2. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay, so he stops and steps back. Is there anything uh, – describe him again to me. He's a, a large Native American fellow. Uh, looks scruffy, ragged. You know, you'd almost, you know, you'd run into this guy on the street and you'd think he's a homeless guy. I mean, that's how that's how disheveled, weathered he looks. Um, as you look closer, you can see he's got a very weathered appearance. You can see scars on his face. You know, from from years of hard living. There's something familiar about him, Paul. And roll me your smarts. What your your smarts is a ten. Yes. I hate to tell you this, but you're going to need a 12 on this one. Son of a bitch. Uh, okay, my six-sider exploded. Okay. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, it did not explode again. Okay. So, uh, you know, you, you feel like maybe you've seen him somewhere before, but uh, it's not connecting for you. Unless you want to spend a penny. <sighs> 
Okay, I still have three. Or do I? You got three altogether because you borrowed Tim's. All right, I'll take it. Okay. Uh, okay, I didn't get it this time either. You could spend another Benny. <laughs> you still got two. Uh, but it's I I have to explode to get this. Yeah, you do. But I mean, look at how well you've rolled tonight. <laughs> You're killing me. All right, last time. Excellent. I'm gonna do it. Excellent. Fingers crossed here. Okay, now. All right. Can I just ask him? <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you like, Paul. <laughs> I'm gonna ask him again. You know, now that he's intimidated, who are you? What are you doing here? I said you can call me Joe. Joe, what, what, are you, what are you doing here? What, what are you, what's your interest in this? I'm protecting my people. He's, he's saying it through gritted teeth. You can tell he's he's conflicted at the moment. Protecting them from what? You and people like you. What did I do? What haven't you done? Uh, <laughs> I'm not following here, Chief. He, he explodes at that. Don't call me that. He takes two steps forward, hiking his, his club up. All right, I fire back in the air. Stay back and tell me what the hell is going on here. I am righting the wrongs of your people. What you've done, what, you, what, you, what all of you have done. What have we done? Exp- what is going on here? You have corrupted the earth. How? He steps forward again, uh, hiking the, the club back. Wayne bounce into the retail shopping area. Um, you see, you see, uh, Riptide is kneeling in the street. There's water pouring out of a fire hydrant, uh, and it's kind of spraying across him. You can tell that he's he's both taking strength from it, but he's also, uh, you know, almost literally licking his wounds. You can tell he's been he's been beaten pretty badly. You see a gigantic. Uh, 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 Native American fellow in in a headdress that would make him appear to be some kind of you know Indian chief, um, you know again wearing the traditional leathers and moccasins and what have you. And flying in the air is another Native American looking fellow uh, with great big red wings and you know on his back like like angel. And uh, he's got a bow and arrow. And you can see that there are a couple of, of arrows on the ground that look like they've, uh, you know, been pulled out of, uh, of a Riptide. So they obviously look like they're menacing him. Correct. And you see the, the building that's, you know, glowing bright and with light up flowing up in the sky, yada, yada. Yeah, Riptide looks a very Custer-like figure right now. And most uh, there are very few people left in this area, though there are some folks who have you know, been injured, tripped, and hurt, uh, who are trying to pick themselves up off the ground to get out of the area. Okay, I do a uh, I do a quick assessment. Does anyone look like they're about to die if they're not saved? No. Other than Riptide. Other than Riptide, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I jump at the big guy. Okay. And I'm going to punch him in the face. Uh, six. That is not a hit. All right. For my second action, I punch. 11. That's a hit with a raise. 21. Holy shit. Okay, so 21. Wow. His toughness is a 14, so that he is shaken. And that was both of your attacks, so we're going to deal initiative. And him, and John, and Wayne. Wayne, you're up. I yell, over, I yell back to, uh, to Riptide. Riptide, you okay? I'm fine then, now that the cavalry's here. And then I, uh, I go for the big guy again. Because it's just hard not to go for the big guy. Yeah, that's a hit. So uh, he is shaken with a wound. And then, was that both of your attacks? The first one, I only rolled a three. 
Okay. So that was both of your attacks. Next up is him. He is spending a Benny to unshake. And we'll make a vigor roll. That's a six. He unshook, but he doesn't get to attack this round. Okay. Riptide will quickly shout out to Ricochet. You know, it's much better fighting with you than against you, as he will blast Redfeather with a water ram. So, got the D10, D6 here. I'm looking at a 6 on the wild die, so we get an 8 total to hit Redfeather. That's a hit. Not with a raise, but it's a hit. Right. Okay. 2D6 damage coming. Uh, uh, Lousy 5 points. And what's his toughness? That does not uh, exceed his toughness. He takes no damage. Okay. Nor is he shaken. Okay, so it is his go. Uh, that's a hit with a raise. Ouch. And so that's going to be five die six. Dang. I officially don't like this guy. Holy roly. Okay, so eight, nine, 14, 16 points of damage. Well, I got a toughness of six. So what am I looking at? Eight. Okay, 16, so you got a toughness of 6. So uh, that's shaken with one wound, right? Yeah, I am going to burn my last Benny and go for that stoke roll. Okay. John, so we're John. looking at the D8, D8 Vigor. Wild die. Ooh, I get a 4 is the best I can get out of that, which is just a simple success, I suppose. Correct. So I get rid of my shaken and my wound, but I am out of Benny's. That's not gonna bother. That's not gonna be a problem at all. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> Wayne. Okay, so top of the deck is uh, an ace with Red Feather, who swings around again after our good friend uh, Riptide. Oh, well, he's gonna have to spend a Benny there. <laughs> if I had one. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, he's spending a Benny because. Oh, was, he is. Okay, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> Okay, so 10, which is a hit with a raise. So again with You're the right. 5 die 6. Yep. Do, 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 do. That one explodes. 6, 8, 10, 13, 18, 23 points of damage. Holy crap. So with my 6 toughness, I got a whole lot of wounds coming. Okay, so that's 6 and then 17. What is that? Uh, shaken and 2 wounds? Yeah, well... I'm I think it's shaken in two. Yeah. I mean, if my toughness is six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I have no bennies, and, and the I had a wound, so two more will take me out. And John folds like a cheap suit. <laughs> At least I stood and fought instead of running into the building. <laughs> so, uh, Wayne, Big Chief, turns to you. Bring it, big man. He comes charging at you. That's a hit. And dooka 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 do damage. Where'd you go? D12 plus one. Three points of damage. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Where was that roll when you were hitting me? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. What you gonna do there, Wayne? So, so I saw the uh it was the other guy that took uh Riptide out, right? Correct. The flying guy? You seem like the uh, you seem like the bigger threat here, guy. I'm gonna jump towards him and uh, try to punch him out of the air. Okay. And while I'm jumping, I'm gonna be yelling out, "Doc, where are you?" Basically, I would have jumped, mm-hmm. taken a right hand swing, caught him off guard, and then uh, with because he's kind of high in the sky, he's not used to someone jumping up and punching him. 
So with the second punch, I would ride him down to the ground. Andrew. Uh, yes. You are pushing yourself through uh, the light and you enter into you, – you've been in this hallway fighting your way down. And you get into the, to this center room, which seems to be where the source of the light is. And you see uh, – uh, this giant machine in the center of the room, and it's all sparkling, and lightning is dancing around it, and you can you can see there are you know all sorts of controls and levers and gauges and dials, and you know it towers up, filling the the full two story space, and there are these uh, towers on top of it where where you know energy is dancing around and then you can see that giant column of energy just blasting continuously in the sky in the room you see uh, uh, three figures and one is a, a, a is a woman uh, certainly a feminine form but not necessarily a woman Um she is, I guess the best description is almost like a, a, a wolf woman. You know, she, she has, you know, she is standing on, on her hind legs and she's got, you know, fur all across her body. But, you know, you can see the, the shape of a woman there, uh, you know, snouted uh, head like a wolf. She is silver haired, you know, uh, brilliant blue eyes. And she is snarling in your direction. There is a, another man, uh, or another person, I should say, this 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 one, a fella, and he is you know clearly of Native American descent, and uh, uh, he is you know wearing you know typical tribal uh, uh, wear and whatnot, and he he is just regarding you rather calmly, and then there is a third man, also of Native American descent, uh, though his hair is clipped uh, short and professional, he's wearing a dark suit. And uh, he is directing some other gentlemen who are operating the machinery. You can see some like lab technicians. They're wearing uh, jumpsuits and whatnot. And the light still, and I still, the pressure's still there, and the light's still there. And, and that, has that changed any? No, it, the, no. the pressure is still incredible. I mean, it's, you know, you're you're squinting. You're uh, you feel like you know you're just being pressed out of the room. Um, it's 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 pretty severe and 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 it's white noise. I mean, it's not it's like a cacophony of white noise. And uh, uh, I, I'm guessing from my limited knowledge, I have no idea what this machine does just from glancing at it across Co- the room, right? Correct. All right, I'm gonna look at the three important people and be like, "Hey, is everybody okay in here?" The uh, the you know lady wolf creature growls at you. And the the uh, uh, fella in the traditional tribal dress just says, "You should leave, son." Okay, can you maybe shut this off? The whole town's kind of panicking. That is exactly what we're working on. All right, I'll leave you to it. Uh, I imagine I fly down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you're being ejected. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll and pop I mean, back out the other side. Okay. The the more you the, the more you move, I mean, you you when you hit the street, it's like you've been spit out of the building. All right, and so I pop up and see Red Feather uh, and and Big Chief out there. Uh, you see, uh, Big Chief is down. Big I'm sorry, down. no, Big Chief. Big Chief was still up. I'm sorry, it's Red Feather who's down. Red Feather's down, and Big Chief's still up. Correct. Okay. Meanwhile, at the cable on the on the on the riverbank, Tim, you feel like it's just a matter of moments now. You don't. You know, you can't hold this. And you, you know, you remember having directed uh, Hair Trigger to run. 
and you know that she hasn't, and you're aware of somebody else on the riverbank with you. It's really bad, though, right? Like, I can tell this is, like, end of the city bad. This is end of the world bad. Then I continue sucking sucking it up, hoping somebody's trying to fix this. You, as you're, you're, you feel your attention drawn. And as you as you turn, you know, you just to, to eyeball because you've not really seen the person who's also there on the riverbank and you're vaguely aware of a conversation that uh, is going on between them. You realize this guy looks familiar. You he this is you're like, no, that's not right. But he is the spitting image of a Native American uh, supervillain, if you will, out of uh, out of history. Okay. He and you know, strangely enough, he went by the name Injun Joe. <laughs> okay. You know, he was somebody who you know terrorized the South uh, back in you know the Civil War area and and after, and uh, you know, this guy is the spitting image of him. So this guy killed a lot of people. Major League douchebag. Uh huh. Yeah. From like the Civil War era. Correct. Aaron, as I'm holding this energy in, and I kind of, I kind of get a little conscious as I see all these black lines on my arm. Uh huh. I, I reached for my uh, tomahawk. Uh huh. And I try to charge the energy that I'm trying to hold back in that. Okay. And I'm gonna, you know, maybe in a round or two, put it in that guy's uh, back. Okay. So it's you're gonna you're gonna wait and charge it and 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 discharge. I'm gonna hold on as long as I can, okay. and when I when I finally realize I can't do it anymore, I'm gonna pitch it at his back. Okay, I'm gonna come back, Doc. Where have you been? I was in the light. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go for the big guy again. Hey, why don't you go for the big guy again? Five. Five is not a hit. Oh, again. Uh, would a seven be a hit? A seven is a hit. All right. So uh, you have shaken him. Doc, you think you could give us a hand here? Um, and so Doc, you stop are, that. You are the next guy up. You gotta speak up. I can't hear you. <laughs> I'm gonna try to take this guy out. I'll be back. Hold on. Uh, I'll try to uh, uh, mental blast him. Does a seven hit? It does. Excellent. Three d six. I need to find another d six. So. Uh, does an eight do any damage? It does not. Bollocks. Sorry. It's okay. All right. So, Red Feather spins a Benny and is not shaken anymore. And he is going to roll Vigor D8. Okay, so he has uh, shaken a wound. I mean, he has uh, soaked a wound, um, but he doesn't get to attack. Then we've got... Uh, Mr. Chief Guy, and he doesn't have any bennies, so he's going to have to roll Vigor to see what he can do here. Big Chief. And uh, Vigor D12. So he is he is tired of uh, Ricochet's bullshit. Get in line, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a log line. <laughs> so nine is what he hit. And 11 points of damage. I'm guessing this is a this is like a punch or... Correct. All right. That would be kinetic damage. It would be kinetic damage. That is correct. I, I'm going to guess a four probably isn't going to do much in a bigger roll, is it? No. I mean, it's a success. Oh, it is? Yeah. Four is a success. Oh, that is good. I get stronger. <laughs> I, it's creepy how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Do I need to uh, pay a Benny to... Uh, Get rid of a shaken, or I'm not sure how that works with the absorption. I think you get to roll 
twice because you're going to roll one for your shaken. And so, you know, you did this one for it to see if you absorb the kinetic energy, right? Which is what your, your vigor roll was. Yep. Okay. So now you need to roll to see if you unshake because I don't think those rolls are multitasking. Twelve. There you go. Alright, so I'm feeling pretty good on the next round. Alright, so how does it work again when you push your strength higher than a D twelve? Um you get There's uh, a chart. It only goes like D twelve plus one, D twelve cool. plus two. It, right. it right. doesn't get bigger than that. Right. That's what I wanted to know. Is it just a one or is it a that, die? No, it's a it's, it's a, a one. one. Correct. It's a one increment. Right. That's what yeah. I spectacularly missed with my first attempt at punching the big guy. <laughs> Sound like my grandfather. <laughs> I'm going to use one of my bennies on that second. <laughs> seven. Okay. And you're going after uh, Big Chief, right? You rolled a seven. His parry is a seven, so that's a hit. Fifteen. Okay. Um, he is shaken. Just keep shaking this guy, but can't seem to put him down. He's got a big toughness. It's hard to beat. Uh, excellent. Uh, so Red Feather seems to have recovered. Uh, he, he has... Uh, he was shaking, sh- shaking off some of the damage right. done to him. That is correct. I'm gonna pile on that guy because he seems a lot more uh, hurtable. <laughs> <laughs> He's also quite hurty, if you ask uh, Riptide. I, I hear he does a six hit. Uh, you rolled a six for. Uh, yes, it did. Okay, damage. Six, uh, Eleven. Um, that's a that that is shaken and wounded. Nice, nice. Shaken and wounded. That's the name of Riptide's biography. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Big Chief, who is shaken, is making a Vigo roll. Okay, he did not unshake, so he is not going to get to act this way. Wow, because didn't he have like a D12? He does, and I rolled a three. Punch that guy in the face again. Day down. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, on the from the ground, I leap up, raise my uh, my two fists together in like an axe hit, just screaming, "Stay down!" And I hit him right in the head. And does his head just go out. through the pavement? It as it bounces back, it crushes a car. Okay, and the car just kind of wraps around his head. Very nice. And the alarm goes off with the car. Wee, 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 oh, of course. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. All right. Um, Tell me that was Iron Claw's car. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Red Feather is staggering to his feet and drawing his bow, but it's not his turn. It's Andrew's turn. Um, you know, I feel like doing something different. I, I'm going to walk over there as he staggers up and uh, uh, punch him in the face. In fact, I'll even do a, I'll even get a little running, running start to it. Okay. All right. So let's see. Fighting. That's also a D8. That six would explode. Uh, that'd be an eight to hit. That's a, that's a hit. Not a raise, though. I'm guessing a five probably doesn't get past his toughness, then. Uh, that is correct. It does not. So at the range that you've closed to, he swings with his bow. Okay. To crack you in the head. You dodge it. Okay, I'm going to come back to you guys as you're okay. fighting in the street. Um, back on the beach, or back on the riverbank, I should say. Um, uh, hair trigger, you're you're staring down the 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 gun with uh, Engine Joe, mm-hmm. and he seems to not be intimidated anymore, and he is plotting deliberately your direction, brandishing his club. Okay, so I'm gonna shoot at his feet, and he is snarling at you. Okay, so shoost. Do I need to roll to shoot at his feet? 
Um, I'm assuming that you're trying to intimidate him by shooting yeah. at his feet. Yeah. So, so we need to do what we did last time. You need to roll a D4 and a D6. You've got a minus two, and you're, you, you need to roll a six on this. Okay. So a six. You'd need to have that D6 explode or the D4 explode. Okay, the D6 exploded into okay. seven. That does not do the trick. <sighs> so he is coming right at you. And you're pulling back on the club. Tim, you've got your tomahawk charged, and you see what's happening. He is approaching the uh, the uh, nearly naked uh, hair trigger and is about to club her like a baby seal. Uh, well, <laughs> boy, I really like the world, but I really like half-naked hair triggered. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I, guess I, I, I let loose with a war cry and, th- and throw that black-charged icky uh tomahawk at his back like i said i would i'm i'm pulling this energy in and it's it's making my vision kind of blur and i hear i hear hair trigger kind of half stumble and he kind of get closer and he kind of grunts as he as he holds his his, uh work club over his head and i let, let out a yell and i throw this black and green line tomahawk at him take him right in the mid back and he falls over kind of half on her completely out. Mm-hmm. And then I pass out. Okay. So right between the shoulder blades and hair trigger, you see him, you know, his eyes go wide and you see this, you know, big spark of energy, you know, explode from his back and it blows him in two as he just, you know, evaporates across you. He wow. just, he just explodes. Um, you see, um, uh, Coyote turn, you know, he had he's taken his focus off of the sky, you know, and, you know, had focused on uh, Engine Joe and he stumbles. And as he goes down, you can hear you, you see him look back up at, up into the sky and he just kind of sags, you know, and you, he just seems defeated because he knows what's about to happen. All of a sudden there is a is just utter silence. It's like someone just, you know, turned the radio off. It's just utter silence. And the the uh, sky seems to draw in on itself. Dogger Island dims for a moment and then just brilliant flash. And you can see these ripples of, of force just, you know, erupt from it. Um, you feel the cable is dancing. You know, there's just so much popping through the cable. And you're, as your eyes turn back, and this is just as, as Coyote is, is falling completely to the ground, um, you see uh, the light is even more bright towards the reservation. While on the street, Redfeather, you know, who, who's you know, holding his bow like a, like a club, turns and looks towards the building, and the, the light has shifted just bright, bright white, just pure bright white. And something chills you. Uh, necropathic, because you know, you're the closest guy to him, you see he smiles like, yes. And you see everything just blankets wide across. You know, So as Ricochet is standing over Big Chief, who is beginning to shrink in size, uh, you look up and you see that just the, the brightest, most you know, spectacular white you've ever seen just explode in front of you. Um, you can all you can see is really the shadows pouring off of like red feather and uh, uh, necropath. It's just they're, they're streaking past them the shadows, um, while up in the sky the clouds erupt and everything goes white. Yeah. 
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whereas most Christian, high, excellent, and powerful princes, king and queen of Spain and of the islands of the sea, our sovereigns, this present year, 1492, after your highnesses had terminated the war with the Moors reigning in Europe, the same having been brought to an end in the great city of Granada, where on the second day of January this present year, I saw the royal banners of your highnesses planted by force of arms upon the towers of the Alhambra, which is the fortress and of that city. I saw the Moorish king come out at the gate of the city and kiss the hands of your highnesses, and of the prince my sovereign. And in the present month, in consequence of the information which I had given your highnesses respecting the countries of India and of a prince called Great Khan, which in our language signifies King of Kings, how at many times he and his predecessors had sent to Rome soliciting instructors who might teach him our holy faith, and the Holy Father your had highnesses. never granted his request. As Catholic Christians and princes who love and promote the holy Christian faith and are enemies of the doctrine of Mahomet, and of all idolatry and heresy, determined to send me, Christopher Columbus, to the above-mentioned countries of India, to see the said princes, people, and territories, and to learn their disposition and the proper method of converting them to our holy faith, and furthermore directed that I should not proceed by land to the east, as is customary, but by a westerly route, in which direction we have hitherto no certain January, evidence ordered me to proceed gone. with a sufficient armament to the said regions of India, and for that purpose granted me great favors, and ennobled me that thenceforth I might call myself Don, and be the High Admiral of the Sea, and perpetual Viceroy and Governor in all the islands and continents which I might discover and acquire, or which may after he discovered and acquired in the ocean." and that this dignity should be inherited by my eldest son, and thus descend from degree to degree forever, on Saturday the twelfth day of May, 1492, and proceeded to Palos, a seaport where I armed three vessels, very fit for such an enterprise, and having provided myself with abundance of stores and seamen, I set sail from the port on Friday the third of August, half an hour before sunrise, and steered for the Canary Islands of your highnesses, which are in the said ocean, thence to take my departure and proceed till I arrived at the Indies, and perform the embassy of your highnesses to the princes there, and discharge the orders given me. For this purpose I determined to keep an account of the voyage, and to write down punctually everything we performed or saw from day to day, as will hereafter appear. Moreover, sovereign princes, besides describing every night the occurrences of the day, and every day those of the preceding night, I intend to draw up a nautical chart, which shall contain the several parts of the ocean and land in their proper situations, and also to compose a book to represent the whole by picture with latitudes and longitudes, on all which accounts it behooves me to abstain from my sleep, and make many trials in navigation, which things will demand much labor. Friday, the 3rd of August, 1492. Set sail from the bar of Saltes at eight o'clock, and proceeded with a strong breeze until sunset, sixty miles or fifteen leagues south, afterwards southwest and south by west, which is the direction of the Canaries. Friday, 14th September. Steered this day and night west twenty leagues, reckoned somewhat less. The crew of the Nina stated they had seen a grajeo, and a tropic bird or water wagtail, which birds never go farther than twenty-five leagues from the Tuesday, land. Tuesday, 9th of October, sailed southwest five leagues. All night heard birds Thursday, passing. 11th of October, steered west-southwest, 
and encountered a heavier sea than they had met with before in the whole voyage, saw Pardalus and a green rush near the vessel. The crew of the Pinta saw a cane and a log. They also picked up a stick which appeared to have been carved with an iron tool, a piece of cane, a plant which grows on land, and a board. The crew of the Nina saw other signs of land, and a stalk loaded with roseberries. These signs encouraged them, and they all grew cheerful. Sailed this day till sunset, twenty-seven leagues. After sunset, steered their original course west and sailed twelve miles an hour till two hours after midnight, going ninety miles, which are twenty-two leagues and a half. And as the Pinta was the swiftest, she discovered land and made the signals which had been ordered. Saturday, thirteenth of October. At daybreak, great multitudes of men came to the shore, all young and of fine shapes, very handsome, their hair not curled but straight and coarse like horse hair and all with foreheads and heads much broader than any people I had hitherto seen. Their eyes were large and very beautiful. They were not black, but the color of the inhabitants of the Canaries, which is a very natural circumstance, they being in the same latitude with the island of Ferro in the Canaries. They were straight-limbed without exception, and not with prominent bellies, but handsomely shaped. They came to the ship in canoes, made of a single trunk of a tree, wrought in a wonderful manner considering the country, some of them large enough to contain forty or forty-five men, others of different sizes down to those fitted to hold but a single person. They rowed with an oar like a baker's peel, and wonderfully swift. They came loaded with balls of cotton, parrots, javelins, and other things too numerous to mention. These they presented as to exchange for whatever we chose to give them. But these were duplicitous men— once among us, they swiftly, expertly seized our fleet and put many of our fighting men to death. They granted no quarter, no mercy. Never have I seen men fight in so fierce a manner. It was a massacre of Christian men. The shores ran red with the blood of our crew. Most disturbing and curious, they knew me by name, calling for me in the battle. Sunday, 14th of October. I have met their leader, their war-king, he is called Ironclaw, and he is a towering, powerful man. Fluent in many of our languages, he and I converse in Italian and Spanish. His dialect is peculiar, but understandable. I have dined with him and a number of his chieftains. The warrior kings that make up his war council regard me with suspicion and ire. They speak no words I understand. This Ironclaw is noble in bearing, and of a manner unlike any other of native peoples I have yet seen. He is curious asking many questions of our route. Wednesday, 17th of October. War King Ironclaw took my journal Monday morning. I feared I would not see it again, but he returned it to me today. On the shores, the command officers of the Nina and Pinta were crucified. When I asked why, he simply stated, This is what you people understand. Thursday, 18th of October. Today, Ironclaw informed me that I and a number of our crew will remain with his people to serve as consultants. We will live for as long as we are useful. He is returning the Santa Maria to Spain along with my journals. He has directed me to record his message to the kings and queens of Europe. All these lands of the West are mine. Any incursion into this new world will be answered with bloody war. I have no desire for your poisoned lands, but know this. 
my reach is long. If you seek to trouble me and mine ever again, I will crush you. Your children will curse you for generations for the plague you brought upon them. For the sake of my family and yours, I urge you to heed his words. In his name, Christopher Columbus, High Admiral of the Seas. There you have it, Rainsboro fans, the climactic ending to Season 2. And before we move on to whatever in the world may follow... We'd like your feedback. There are a number of ways you can share that feedback. You can leave us your remarks in the comments section of the blog. You can send us an email at ideologyofmadness at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 972-763-5903. That number, once again, is 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail or remark or email on the show, you'll win a coveted, valuable, ideology and badness surprise. We can't wait to hear from you. Thanks. Knights of Rainsboro is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. Intro music generously provided by Derek Kane. For more information about Derek and his music, visit penmachine.com. Outro music is provided courtesy of Dan Kelso. You can find these and other great pod-safe tunes at musicalley.com. All goat sex involved in the production of this podcast was purely consensual. Rainsboro fans, this is Paul, who plays Hair Trigger on Knights of Rainsboro, here to let you know about a really cool Kickstarter for Dragon Slayer, the Collected Edition. If you're a fan of the art that we put out for Knights of Rainsboro, definitely check this Kickstarter out, because it is written and drawn by artist Devin Craft, and features colors by Space Gun Studios and Knights of Rainsboro artist Jay Geekus. Uh, check that out at kickstarter.com and do a search for Dragon Slayer, the collected edition, which collects the first two issues of the uh, Dragon Slayer that have previously been kickstarted. It has already met its goal, so you know you're going to get the uh, the book.